October 27, 1954, in a small town in Ohio, a man was born. William D'Amato. Sure, one leg was shorter than the other, and he had three belly buttons. But the world would never know. William D'Amato would change the face of what we call Asperger. No one could have predicted that William D'Amato would become the Asperger. Hi, my name's Craig Moore Jr. I'm 42, and I'm from uh, Wichita, Kansas, and I was Asperger. You know, you hear rumors, you know, around town, people talk about Asperger and such, but the, I mean, the thing is, nobody thinks it's gonna happen to them. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm just not, I don't think of myself as the kind of person to get Asperger, but, this is my story. It must have been late July. It was real warm out, and I mean, sometimes I almost blame myself. These tight jeans and white t-shirt. I mean, I was almost asking to get Asperger, but you know, my therapist says it's not my fault. Can't go on through life blaming myself. It's nobody's fault that anybody gets Asperger. He was just a sick man. That's the night that I met William D'Amato. I had made plans to meet Stacy, a uh, girl I was dating at the time, Stacy Borden, uh, down at Huckabee's. It's a little uh, drinking spot down by the Moss Garden Wishing Well. A lot of the locals go there, dancing and such, you know. Stacy said uh, she couldn't make it. Something's going on with her family, and at the time, I was real upset. And looking back, I'd have much rather been stood up than ass-burgled. So I went anyway. I walked in, and sure enough, all the usual suspects, Jesse Ailes, Kyle Mooney, Shep Tickle Trickle, all the boys from high school, you know, I wouldn't say these alcoholics, but they were probably there more than they was home. About that time, somebody changed the song on the jukebox. And that's when it all started. Oh, what the fuck? Trace Atkins? Honky Tonk Badonkadonk? The fuck is this, karaoke? Everybody in town knows this shit gets no play. Hell, I looked over and Todd O'Neill's headed towards the jukebox. Four weeks ago, that old boy had a cat's claw. Flathead screwdriver tried to rip that record out of there. Turns out there ain't no records in that box. It's digital, whatever the fuck that means. I headed over and stopped him. I said, Todd, you better turn the other cheek. This is four minutes and nine seconds. We don't want no part of, man. Turns out, the other cheek was about to be the problem. Well, I took Todd over to the bar. And I bought him a beer. I told him, hey man, just relax. This guy's not from around here. He don't know the rules. It's a first offense starts playing that shit again, puts on Billy Ray or something, we'll have a talk. So, we turned our attention to the game. And it was about that time, I felt pressure on my taint. 
I didn't react right away. I ain't proud to say it, but I've been having trouble pissing lately, and I just got back from the doctor last week having my prostate checked. So, it was no foreign affair. A couple minutes passed, and I just couldn't ignore it. And that's when I felt the thumb. I'd been asked burgled. I'm William D'Amato. I was born in Ohio in 1954. I'm 65 years old. And I'm the ass burglar. In 1965, I was adopted by Tim Simmons and Eric Beltran. That was considered very progressive at the time. Gay couples just weren't a thing back then. And I think that's where the trouble started. I rode my bike. I'd played with trucks, like the other boys did my age. I mean, that's what's normal, right? Although extremely well-dressed, and a slight fixation for a decor that would later become known as mid-century modern, my fathers didn't press their beliefs on me. They didn't try to shape me in their fashion or their beliefs. They let me be me. But maybe that was the problem. Me. I remember the day that I realized that I was different than the others. We were at a school dance. I think it was sixth grade. You know, that time when boys and girls start to admit that they like each other. There's no more cooties. Well, I went to the dance. But I was different. I tried to look at the girls. But all I could see was Wrangler butts. And they drove me nuts. Mackenzie Scott had had a crush on me since it had to be the third grade. We had gone to kindergarten together. We were like best friends. Earlier that year, she had admitted she had a crush on me. And I told her, we're friends. I, I can't. And actually, I like someone else. She had her suspicions. Of course, she thought I liked Casey Watkins. All the boys did. But the truth was, I liked Zane Estrada. I always had. I just had to be honest with myself. After high school, I went off to college and Things got a little weird, a little out of hand. Admittedly, the freedom was empowering, but my self-discipline wasn't there. I couldn't control myself. The list of names just piled up. Jeff Adamick, Tim Simmons, Eric Beltran. Days passed, weeks, months, years. I say the list of names, but really, it's a list of victims. I didn't have permission. These people weren't consenting. Anthony Ferguson didn't want to get ass burgled. Thomas Harris had no idea what was about to happen. I mean, he was in a sauna. That should be a safe place. It all started so innocent. It was a baseball game. Good game. A slap on the ass. It was electric. I could feel the blood rush to my body. A salmon 
flip-flop between the thighs, my hand back and forth. It was a good laugh. A credit card swipe between the cheeks. We were friends, right? But as soon as my fingers touched that taint, there was no going back. By 1982, I had asked 47 people. Most of them went unnoticed. But then I met Jay Martinez. I had never felt wanted, accepted. Nobody ever wanted to be Asperged, but things were about to change. My name is Jay Martinez. I met Will when I was 22 years old. He was older, but it just made sense. I like getting Asperged. When we first started hanging out, I, I just thought we were homies, you know? It was little stuff. We just, we go to the park, you know, we play hoops. But sometimes, you know, like when I go for a layup, he grabs me by the tank, you know, like, but we laughed. You know, I, I didn't think anything of it really at first, but I knew I liked it. Man, like my other homies, they're not about that shit, you know, like Techomania, that, that fool tried to warn me. And I was just like, you know, maybe I don't want to be warned, you know. Maybe I like where I'm at. So I cut those fools out of my life, you know? I can't have the negativity. We like what we like, man. If it feels good, and it did. For the most part, things were going good with Jay. Until it wasn't enough. I mean, it's just one taint. I had 47. I had been to the top of Ass Mountain. How could I settle for base camp? I started going to church. I made friends. Nothing seemed to help. My counselor at church, confidant, Stephanie Saban, set me down with the preacher, Zach Weaver, and I tried to explain my problem. They just didn't get it. Stopping wasn't an option. That year I met Walter Bailey. He convinced me to write a Dear John letter to Jay and do one of two things. Go down in a blaze of glory or turn myself in. I think we know how this story ends. I'm grabbing every ass. Every gooch. Every taint. My thumb is putting pressure on every ass all the way to Kansas, Wichita, Kansas. Kansas. Wichita f***ing Kansas. Can I, wait, can I say f***ing on this thing? No? Shit, sorry, alright. So, oh yeah, name, uh, Duncan Fontana, uh, special agent with the FBI, uh, you got all, you know, all sorts of your special agents, you know, uh, serial killers, uh, different things. I'm actually a taint specialist. Uh, and you wouldn't think it, but there's uh, there's taint crimes all over the place. Uh, black on black taint crimes, some of the worst you've ever seen. But uh, Wichita, right? So the thing, here's the thing though, right? The thing you gotta know about a taint crime is this ain't, you know, 
LGTBQ or whatever the f right? It's LGTBQAB. You know what the AB stands for? Ass burglar. This ain't a normal guy, right? My partner, my partner, he's gay, love him to death, hugs my kids, great guy, right? Uh, Special Agent Sam Balch. Now he wasn't in Wichita. He was on his way on a plane when I got there. But so you know, th this isn't a, this isn't a story about homosexuality. This is a story about perversity, about danger. Sorry, shit. Sorry, about danger. Right? Uh, people who who corrupt the the seams of society. And you wouldn't think so, but walking into this bar, right? It's an ass catastrophe. It's just. The media picked it up. They called it a taint tragedy. Eh, not too crazy about that term. I maybe would have gone with the taint calamity, you know? Uh, it's Latin for calamitous, which is disaster and distress. I think that's more like it, you know? Because, um, I don't know, a tragedy to me, you know, involves a redemption of a, of a fallen, once noble man. This is just a guy sneaking up, sticking his thumb up your whammy, you know? You're minding your own business. You're drinking a Bud Light. You're listening to Trace Adkins. Whammy, what are you going to do, you know? So I walk in the door, you know, dip under the police crime tape. Inept cops, let me just say that, you know. Um, maybe, you know, if I was going to give it a name, I probably would have gone with Gooch Godsend if I was him, you know, because the Gooch is everywhere. You've never seen so many swollen red inflamed gooches in your life as you do in this bar they had 18 sort of like you know uh, two stretcher ambulances out front all of them you go inside it was just bam 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 gurney 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 and let me tell you I think about it. I look at the gurneys and it's names, right? I mean, these are human beings. It's hard to say gurney, ass, gurney, ass. It's human beings, right? And their names, they're etched in my f psyche. Sorry. They're etched in my psyche, right? There was a guy, South Florida, another taint criminal, went by the, the code name Ass Etcher, right? Because he would take a prosthetic thumbnail, he would heat it up, and he would do something similar to what the, 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 the taint burglar, the ass burglar, this joker did. Except the thing is, this hot nail would scar your taint forever, right? These people's names, they're the scarred taint of my brain, right? I look and I see that room and it's people. Christopher Staples, John Stanton, Zach Pierce, Raymond Torres, Donald Sisney, Cole Whitlock, Jonathan Knuckles, human beings, sorry, human beings who have children, who have lives, who have aspirations. Although, you know, you, you don't want to say aspiration in my line of work, you know, because you're dealing with the taint, you know, because this guy's the ass burglar. So and you get it, the ass burglar, you get it? Okay. So, but there they are, gurney, gurney, gurney. Face down, ass up, swollen like a balloon right sorry shit <clears throat> swollen like a balloon like a baboon a big red baboon's ass like all of them right the worst of them todd o'neill that thing you know i had babies i had a baby once with hemorrhoids 
and we had to use cream. That thing, I mean, I'm talking six golf balls in a, in a ski mask, right, coming out the kid's ass. Nothing compared to Todd O'Neill, what that creep did to his taint. He couldn't sit down, he couldn't stand, he couldn't walk. The only one who's still sane, the only one who could probably be interviewed, if I was you, I would talk to Craig Moore Jr. He got burgled, um, but he, he survived. He's a survivor, you know? The others, they just fell mute. Uh, they can't talk, they can't sit, they can't think. Um, their entire life is, is nothing but the burgle. Every time they have to wipe, burgle. Every time they have to pull up their pants, burgle. Every time they toot or fought or whatever you want to call it, burgle, burgle, burgle you want to call it, right? This guy, this ass burglar needs to go and do federal time with a giant evil Selly who's going to do horrible things to him, right? And that's not in an LGBTQ way. That's in a get revenge for the for the 97 assed burgles that this ass fucking burgled in Wichita, Kansas. It's truly this guy. No one even knows. That, that's all. That's all I can say. I mean, you ask me if I'm going to be okay. I mean, I guess. I'm always gonna be the guy that got ass burgled. What do you say to that? I mean, William Domato is always gonna be the love of my life, you know? Like I've never been ass burgled before and I never will again. So the weirdest part, this creep, this uh, this thumb traumatist, right? William Domato, we get him in the station and he's willing to talk. He's gonna spill some beans, right? He wants a lighter sentence, whatnot, but he insists the creepy thing he insists that the whole time that we interview him, he uses this, uh, what do you call it? This, uh, this like Darth Vader, like, I don't know, like this voice, the voice modulator. He's sitting right there. He's arrested. We know his name. He takes a black, sorry, a black bar of paper and puts it over his eyes. Like he's in a documentary, like trying to hide his identity, sitting right in the same room with me. And he uses a voice modulator and sounds all but that's the thing. He's a sick mind. He's a sick mind. So where do I go from here? I've got nothing but time. And a new cellmate. Sean Crawley. Did love my life. Sorry, Jay. But hey. Maybe I'll write a book. I'm William D'Amato. And I'm the Asperger.